1: Good day guys, I'm sure you've seen some of our live videos on TFC's Facebook page And yeah, it's because we are locked down And that's why I'm doing some live videos with Chung every other day uh, More like every day so far Uh, And yeah, there's some things that we talk about that I thought was pretty interesting And I know not everyone wants to see through the whole live video So I decided to chop up some of the pointers So that if you are interested in a particular specific thing You definitely can you know, make this easy for you. So yeah, I think one of the main topics that people are very interested at in this point in time is what's happening in the stock market. You know, what are interesting things that we're going to find? What are some things that I'm looking at? Because I'm sure you know, I buy a little bit of stocks in the stock market. And while I do not claim to be a professional, I'm quite an enthusiast. So yeah, I have... Uh, some things in my radar, and we did talk about some interesting stocks. So I'm probably going to chop it up into like two episodes so that it makes it easy for you to understand and we all can learn something useful. But before that, Chung has something to tell us. We are not any
0: sort of professional advisors. We're here just mainly for entertainment uh, to share about our own thoughts and opinions. Uh, Nothing here is, you know, taken as, it should be taken as advice of any sort. Um, But feel free to do your own, you know, diligence and all of that after hearing all of it. Um, and as always, let us know what you think or if there are any companies that you're also interested in looking into, uh, let us know.
1: And you can imagine my reaction. I said, no, we are just entertainment. But yeah, in some ways we are entertainment and I just hope we can be a little bit more entertainment. I hope we learned something useful. And if you want to con- see the whole video, go to TFC's Facebook page, TFC The Financial Coconut facebook page and if you are enjoying what you're hearing support us on ko-fi ko-fi.com. everything is in the description below i hope you learned something useful interesting so yeah let's move on to the live snippets cool
0: man uh where do you get your outro music
1: <laughs> bandsound.com <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you have you have you seen those like bandsound
0: no, like, uh, uh, I've yeah. heard about it, but I have not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Free,
1: free music, right? Uh, I mean, royalty free. So uh, yeah, shout out to bensound.com. I'll probably buy some stuff in due time. Yeah, not making money <laughs> from the podcast yet. So so let's see, let's see. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, you said there were, you know, I guess three or four things that people could be doing right now with the whole virus thing, right? And for those... Um, now, just to make sure people are aware that this was actually uh published on your youtube channel february 12th
1: right? oh wow so, okay okay yeah just
0: five weeks ago or so um mm, mm. and i think nothing was really happening in the market at that point mm-hmm. uh if i remember correctly um so yeah anyway one of the things you th- you say people should be doing is don't do anything um yeah can you elaborate more on that
1: Okay so I think when when this kind of things happen uh, people get really emotional right it's it's very logical very fair very okay very emotional not logical so uh, being being a human if you're very emotional it tends to make very rash decisions right that that is my thoughts right and so if if you're emotional then don't do anything you don't want to be you don't want to I think your sleep is way more important than making more money and this black bass I think your life is more important than you know, trying to capitalize on every stock market swing, and the reality is most people will be making money through their job. You know, not through not through the stock market, right? So there's too much hype and too much news, but okay, it is in the business of the news to generate hype, to generate emotions. You know, that is what they do. So we need to be very aware. Uh, and yeah, because because most of us will not be making the buck of our money on the stock market or in the stock market, then your focus should be on your work, right? Your job is is still more important. You still got to sleep well. You got to continue to do good, do well in your job, get promoted, make your money. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where it is. So to me, if, if you're feeling emotional and, you know, things are going on a frenzy, then don't do anything. Just take a break, go and go and chill and, and yeah, breathe.
0: Yeah. I just want to, I guess, echo a few different things you mentioned there by far, your health, your your physical health, your mental health are way more important than trying to make that extra buck, Um, especially through something like this, right? Because, uh, you know, like you mentioned, the stock market has been going up that, or down 10%, up 5%, down 10%, up 5%, up 10%, right? It's like, you don't know what's going to happen the next day, right? And unless you can... Unless you are able to disconnect um, your mental and your like, physical health from what's happening in the market, I, it, it does become a very dangerous place to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emotionally, it, it will kill you, you know, uh, if you are not like, professional. Like, if you're not a professional, even the professionals are struggling. Right? You look at all the people on Wall Street, you look at their faces, no more laughs, no more... No more like a what, Dow 290 hats. None of those shit, you know. Everyone yeah. is very solemn. You know, the discussion is very straightforward. You know, no more, a lot less hype, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, even the professionals are struggling and they're on the line because their job is on the line, right? Be happy that your job is not on the line. If so happens, your job is on the line, then it's okay. It's still in the early phase, you know, we can try to work around certain things. Uh, but most of us will continue to to be employed for a while longer. So yeah take this time to beef up your resume, to you know uh, adjust your expenses, pay down your credit card bills, whatever you can so that you don't struggle if the recession comes, if and when the recession comes. So yeah, yeah. Given, given where it is now, if you are not prepared for the market, then don't enter the market. you know it's okay, you, you have a lifetime to go. It's kind of where, where I stand, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess for those who, um, you know, that's, w- that's one of your four options that you mentioned, right? Uh, second option you mentioned was buying digital services in China. Um, you, you talked about how this might be like the, that trigger people needed to really say, hey, actually, these digital services kind of make my life a lot easier. Right. Yes, um, and it is
1: happening, right? If you if you look at it, if you look at it, it is happening. It's not just it's not just in China. Uh, one of my friends work in Happy Fresh, right? One of the biggest delivery platforms here, and they are flooded with work now, right? Yeah. So much so that they, they are not coping. Uh, they're not managing it. It's crazy. Everyone, you know, Tesco, everyone is is, is, is uh, it's going crazy. You look at Zoom. You look at uh, some of the telemat platforms. They are experiencing exploding growth because. I think that's kind of where it is, right? A lot of times when we look at converting consumer habits, changing consumer habits, um, the challenge has always been at what cost, right? Customer acquisition cost, you know, and we always talk about like how sticky uh, consumer habits are for certain things, right? So at this point in time, because of this whole scenario, people have to change, and it's a, it's a good it's it may be what what is needed, you know, for some of these. Tag platforms to, to actually, you know, make that switch and convert more, more clients and more people will be experiencing the beauty of online shopping. Most people will be experiencing the beauty of like uh, food delivery services and you know, all those kind of stuff. And like where we are now, you know, it's like, yeah. if this thing didn't happen, I would have never thought of doing like a live stream. Uh, Yeah, it's like to me when I look at people doing live stream and TikTok, I'm like, bro, let's go get a (laughs) live. Okay, but but we are we are where we are now. Okay. (laughs) Right. So yeah. (laughs) So given the situation, it it forces people to go down a certain direction. And you you start to experience the beauty of it, right? You don't need to travel all the way for a meeting. These days technology is amazing. So so I think that's that's kind of where I stand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um actually uh we we have just uh, for those who are not aware, um, please leave us uh, comments wherever you're watching this. Uh, if you're watching it in the Facebook group, uh, we can actually pull up your comments here. Like, you know, like this or mm-hmm. like this. And Reggie, you have a lot of fans.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I, I'm feeling better, I'm feeling better, thank you. Yeah, yeah.
0: And if you're watching anywhere else, like on a Facebook page or on uh, YouTube, uh, leave a comment there as well, because we are able to pull it up um, through this platform here that, yeah, so we can, we can definitely, you know, make sure we see everyone and uh, answer any questions that we might have along the way. All right. So um, let's actually talk a bit more about digital services. So yeah, um, uh, you, you mentioned a few different companies there. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, for those who are kind of watching, listening, uh, or who are listening but not watching, uh, please note we are not professionals. This is not financial advice. This is just conversations we're having um, and just, yeah, just entertainment really, right? Um, so yeah, about the companies that you mentioned, which one um, in the digital services in China, which one would you, are you looking at like a lot closer right now?
1: Um, so I've already been buying a few digital services company for a while. You yeah. know, but I'm doing the two, uh, Namely JD.com, Jingdong. So Jingdong is yeah. like huge in China. Um, okay, of course Alibaba is like the big thing, right? Everyone knows Alibaba. But JD is, it's what the Chinese people say quality of shit. You know, it's like you you go to you go to Alibaba and you get all sorts of random kind of kind of stuff. You know, on on Alibaba. Right, but on JD, JD has a very diff- has slightly different business model. They do a lot of technology licensing to the big boys, to yeah. Nike, to Under Armour, those kind of you know big brands. that are trying to enter China. They will use JD in terms of their infrastructure, their delivery services, and uh, their technology service and their platform. Right, compared mm-hmm. to Alibaba, Alibaba has tons of all sorts of random rubbish, you know, and Taobao. You know, some people in China is like. If you go to Alibaba, is like a gift in itself, right? you gotta, you got to pray hard and see what kind of random stuff enters your door. And when I was living in China for a year, that, that was that an was experience. If you buy from Alibaba, it's like if you buy 10, 10 products, maybe six will be pretty good, two will be questionable, and two, you can throw it away right from the get-go. All right? So, But on JD, it's all the big brands. All your international brands, they all use JD. And there must be a reason why they use JD, right? Uh, big brands like especially sensitive to the partners that they choose. Yeah. Right? So there must be a reason, although I'm not technologically trained, you see a trend, right? All the big boys are using JD. So I think, I think they are where they are. So yeah, I, I, I think they have, they have that kind of, they already have the kind of skill and they have the kind of room to continue to, to grow and prosper and funnel through. Essentially they are like a technology partner for all these big brands. Yeah, so, yeah. I like them. I think it's good. Everyone uses it. a lot of people use it. You know, like in Jingdong, Uh like in China, it's almost all my friends use Jingdong. All the people that are more affluent, they they yeah. like like PMETs, like middle class. Okay, of course, the middle class is a big question, right? What is middle class? But anyway, yes. <laughs> um, most of the people that are like working professionals, they use JD, right? Uh, Taobao is like it's like cool, uh, but you want a shirt quality, you want real products everyone goes to JD. So I think that is where it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, we also have it up online right now. uh, Mm. So you can see. So I think when this podcast came out, it was around 4,164. Now it's 30, at this moment anyway, uh, 3721. So it's down about 10%. Yeah. Uh, It's
1: pretty resilient for for Chinese stock at this point in time.
0: Yeah. I was going to say like, um, considering, I guess, uh, in the US anyway, like, you know, the stock market is down probably... 25 30 percent. So yes, yes. i there. Nice. Yes. Okay, and then the second, um, second one you talked about was tourism.
1: Yes, yes. Or, sorry, the
0: third. Yeah, the third option is tourism. What, what, what about tourism, or why so, tourism?
1: I think a lot of people when they look at it, tourism is going to get hit, right? So this is, uh, duh, right? So we got we got to separate we got to separate the three things, right? So, the virus is one thing, you know. Uh, I'm not an expert on the virus, but we will somehow find a cure. We'll somehow work around it, right? And then the government policies is the next thing, right? So virus, government policies, and then the stock market, right? So the government policies is what is driving the tourism sector dry because they are blocking borders. They are, you know, restricting traveling and, and all these different things. Yeah. All right, so tourism is like right smack hit in the face, right? It's like you you just can't do anything at this point in time. But if you if you look at it, um is it is is this sector a sector here to stay? It is a sector here to stay. It is not some new technology that you know just poof and and it just it's not like a pop thing, right? It it is here to stay, it's super resilient. It's gone through many, many different rounds of this kind of stuff. Maybe this time it's uh pretty pretty crazy. You know, in the past past 15 years, I think this is one of the craziest ones. Uh, But yeah, there are a lot of big brands in the business that are, that are, that are going to be strong and going to be here to stay. Right. And uh, when you look at, so I know I threw some names out uh, when I was, when I was recording that. And I stand by those names. Um, Marriott, I think Marriott is a a great company, right? They have 30 other brands under them. And we need to understand the hotel business is a very asset light business. Right, so they are actually selling brands. So whenever you go into a hotel, you need to realize that there are two owners in this building. One is the building owner. One is the brand owner. It's two different people, right? So the the the, the owner of the building is what is bear is, is the person that's bearing the grunt of where it is now. Occupancy rate is low. They got fixed costs. They got all these things that is going. That is the painful part. But Marriott or Hilton, you know, these kind of companies, they are the brand companies. They are the ones that create the brand, write the brand story and they manage all these brands. So they don't actually own physical assets. Okay, they own some physical assets, legacy assets, which they are trying to sell. I think it's bad time to sell anyway now. But, uh, they have the kind of flexibility in in terms of how they manage asset light. They do have quite a lot of debt. I think about close to $10 billion worth of debt but that is because of acquisition of Starwood. They bought Starwood Hotels and they have a lot of new brands that come under merit as of now, right? But having 30 over brands in a cluster makes it very compelling for business travelers. That's why they're getting a lot more business contracts. Uh, you know, companies just work with them. And it's easier for, for day-to-day travelers also because you have, like, all these perks with the Bonvoy membership. You have 30 over brands, right? It's so much easier. If, you, if you're in Singapore or if you're in Kale, you go to Bukit Bintang, it's like, five out of 10 or maybe seven out of 10 hotels are all under Marriott. All the brands they use Merit, Westin, Merit, Sheraton, San Regis, you know, it's yeah. W hotel, all the big brands are with Merit. So, so that's, that's cool. I think, I think they're here to stay as a light. They will, they will be able to break through this shit. Yeah.
0: So I think it's interesting though, right? Like if, Everything you're saying is true. Um, You know, at, at the time where your, your podcast came out, it was at 150.78. Uh, now it's currently trading at 66.80. Uh, so it's lost about half its value or market cap anyway. Um, yes. Why did that happen?
1: Um, okay, so when you look at a lot of the big drops over the past one week, you realize that there is a characteristic around all these companies that are dropping like man, you know, they are all very heavily in debt. Right. So I think Merritt had like $10 billion long-term debt. Hilton has like 7.7 billion long-term debt. And there are tons of companies with a lot of debt. And for whatever reason that they have those debt, uh, the market is pricing in a lot of fear in terms of bankruptcy they're afraid that all these companies will collapse. At least that's what I, that's that's my view, right? So um, yeah, so when, when you look at it, I think that's where it is. And at the point in time when I recorded it, US and Europe wasn't where it is now.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, so they there are four major economies in the world. The US is the biggest. Um, China is number two. Of course, it depends on how you look at it. Purchasing parity is like China's number one, but never mind, sorry, another day. And then EU, it's, it's as a cluster, they're they are big. Uh, yeah. And then Japan is number four, right? So these four economies, at the point in time, it was only China that was, that was facing this whole shit, right? But today, it's like everyone is facing that shit, maybe other than China. No, So with the US being one of the largest consumers in the game, you realize that people are just very concerned on where, where these things will go. Right. So it's a big question mark. You know no one knows exactly what's going to happen. And when you are not sure, you just you just take a foot out, right? Everyone just chills and just take a step back. Yeah. Right? Um, so exactly why the price comes down by so much, I'm really not too sure. But these are my predictions, right? Because heavy debt, because the US consumer market is one of the largest in the world and the EU it's like huge. So two of the largest consumer markets are getting affected. And yeah, in general, it's a lot of fear. And I think they're pricing in the recession and, and all these kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And the last one that you talked about is uh, Singapore REITs. So yeah. I, mean, I guess before we even get into REITs, um, what exactly
1: is a REIT? A real estate investment trust essentially is a cluster of properties. Right? A cluster of properties that is managed by a bunch of people, right? a management team. And they they are the managers of the properties and they are the managers of the trust, right? So what you do is essentially you buy into a bunch of properties. Instead of one property that you buy, retail, you buy into this group of properties, hoping that they will continue to profit and hoping that they will continue to do well. So what happens is they have a regulation that 90% of profits need to be distributed. Yeah. So uh, profits are like your rental yield, and advertising whatever deducting all the extra management costs and all the upkeep costs the last line of in in the financial statements like free yeah. cash flow right and then that is like the profit that will then be this then be distributed to to investors right so i think i think it's a it's a pretty good pretty good uh, strategy for for most people yeah if you don't want to be if you don't want to have too much market swings and you want to get some exposure to to, to Asian market in general, uh, I think Singapore reads are pretty good exposure.
0: Uh, yeah, actually, can you... What's a, a ticker for a Singapore reads so we can pull one up to show people here?
1: Ah, I don't know. Okay, I think there are two, two reads that I look at. One is Parkway. Parkway uh, Reads, Parkway Life. Um, Parkway? The other one, yeah, Parkway. P-A-R-K-W-A-Y, Parkway. P-A-R-K-W-A-Y Life Reads, Parkway right. REITs, and... Yeah. The other one is, uh, Maple Tree Logistics. All right. Okay, Sorry, so the just, these two are good.
0: Let's just focus on a Parkway. Uh, let me just share my screen here, um, because they're also getting. I just looked it up. You know, I don't, I don't know anything about Singapore REITs. Mm. Uh, so when I pulled it out, I was like, oh wow, they've, Slotted they've, uh, they've dropped a bit. <laughs> yeah,
1: quite a bit, quite a bit. Everyone has dropped quite a bit, honestly. So essentially what Parkway does, they do two things, right? The first thing is medical, right? hospitals. Glen Eagles, uh, East Shore, KK, I think all the big hospitals in Singapore, they are all part of Parkway Reads, right? So um, my conscience is clear when I say this, but at this point in time, there should be an uptake in hospital usage. Yeah. Right. Um, But whatever it is, there will continue to be a need for more hospitals. There will continue to be a need for more medical services, because of medical tourism within the region. All the rich people are going to Singapore to to get their medical stuff, and uh, because there's going to be a higher property uh, population density in Singapore, so naturally you will need more hospitals. You need more medical services. You need more healthcare services. Yeah. Right. And uh, I think they have another big bunch of their business in nursing homes in Japan. So uh, you, can, you understand why nursing homes in Japan is a good business, right? People that are getting old and, you know, it's a relatively wealthy country. They can afford to pay for quality, you know, gerontology services and like, you know, oh, how to live a quality life at that age, right? I think, I think they have done a good job uh, in terms of where the nursing homes are. But I do hope that I see more diversification in their portfolio because they are hinging on two major trends, right? Which is like Singapore getting more and more dense population wise. And, uh, more and more people are using the nursing homes in, in Japan. So these are two major businesses, uh, that it's in trend now, but, uh, much like how certain tech companies like serious logic, like, uh, you know, like they only supply to Apple, right? And uh, it's it's very, very choppy in terms of just kind of relying on one main revenue source, right? So I, yeah, do, yeah. I do hope that they expand. Yeah, it's kind of where it is. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, so yeah, 4.32%. Um, I actually, I, I guess I'm used to just seeing REITs with higher yields, mm-hmm. but I guess it also just shows that, you know, people are pretty confident with Singapore in general, right, that yeah, they're willing to take a yield at four point three three. Yeah, um, market cap one point six two billion.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and what's what's the other one? Uh, Maple Tree Logistics.
0: Maple Tree Logistics. Logistics M four for U. Okay. And what are these guys about?
1: Essentially, they run the South China Sea. <laughs> so if you if you see their Property portfolio, they run from China, Japan, Korea, Vietnam, Thailand, Singapore, Malaysia, like the whole South China Sea trade route. Yeah. They are there, right? So logistics essentially is warehousing, transportation, those kind of stuff, right? Uh, to facilitate the whole trade in, in the region. Mm-hmm. So I think you get a decent exposure in terms of the, the, the region, in terms of the trade within this this part of the world. Right and uh, Singapore is like the largest, second largest uh, port in the world. I think Shanghai is number one, and then Guangzhou port, and you, you you get a very good exposure in terms of the whole South China Sea trade route. Right, yeah. so I think they doing, they're doing they're pretty good. Occupancy rate is very high, in ninety seven point seven uh, percent. They will definitely get hit in in this period of time, duh, because people are not trading. Uh, but yeah, I think in the long run. You 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 will continue to see this grow and grow and grow and grow. Right. Cool. That's that's kind of how I look at it. Pretty pretty good company at this point in time. Yeah
0: yeah, yeah. nice. All right. Um, yeah I think well that that covers all that. Uh, what else was there? What else do we have on our list here?
1: Oh I will I will recommend another company. Uh, okay. Okay. I won't say I mean, recommend. Not,
0: I, yeah it's like not recommend.
1: Yeah. Not recommend, Shit, not recommend. There's another company I'm looking at. I feel better. Uh, The ticker is TCOM, trip.com, C Trip. Okay, so yeah, trip.com, C Trip is the Chinese version. So essentially, it's like booking.com, but the China version.
0: am I looking at the right one here or is it a different one?
1: TCOM, that's a ticker in the US. TCOM. Ah uh, so essentially they are like booking.com but Chinese version. Honestly, all my friends when I was traveling there, when I was backpacking and living there, everyone used C Trip. right? C Trip Chunar. They're, they're all part of this group. And uh, the Chinese people are driving global uh, tourism sector. Right? If yeah. you go to if you go to the region, you go to Thailand, you go to Japan, you go to Korea. You know, the, people, the Chinese people are like just shopping like crazy on all these areas. Well, man, sorry, to... um,
0: yeah. sorry, just going to cut you off for a sec because I actually just realized that I waited now pull it up <laughs> for people to see. Uh, OK, OK,
1: OK, TCON. There you go, oh, so, T-C-O-N. T-C-O-N. Yes, yeah. T C O N trip.com. So yes, uh, do you use Skyscanner? Uh,
0: sometimes. I, I mean, I've used trip.com before. Oh, um, yes.
1: So, trip.com, skyscanner, sea uh, trip, chunar, they are all part of this group, right? And uh, I'm banging on this group becoming like a booking.com. You know, booking.com is so big that uh, even Marriott, you know, have to like kind of kowtow to them and and negotiate a better deal, right? Because yeah. no one really goes through the direct channel to the hotels these days. Of course, yes the bonvoy members they do that but for yeah. most people that are one off people like you know use use that goes on travel sparingly uh, they all use booking.com or priceline or one of those one of those platforms under them right so they essentially are holding on to the gateway to the whole funnel right so uh, when i look at it i think you know sea trip has that kind of potential in in fact they are already where they are they are already there you know um and they are getting beaten down because no one is traveling at this point in time but soon enough soon enough it will it will come back yeah right, right. and they they have a huge local tr- in china people travel locally a lot of people don't realize this right uh because in because in singapore or in malaysia people don't travel locally there's no local tourism there's no it's limited idea of local tourism. It's like when you travel, it's always out of the country. Yeah, you know. But China is so big that most people travel locally. You know, most of the backpackers in in China are Chinese. They travel from one city to another city to another city to another city, right? And most of them use all these kind of platforms. So, despite despite the whole um, long down in other parts of the world, you will still see the Chinese tourism sector pick up because they have the habit of traveling within their country. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, only the super affluent can travel out of the country or within the region. Uh, but the majority of people they travel within within their country because they have so much to offer in terms of culture, in terms of you know different different kind of spaces. So yeah. yeah. Local travel is is huge in China. I think this will come back soon.
0: Nice. Yeah like <laughs> When you, think of, when you say local travel, I'm like, yeah, no one, you know, I, I didn't really spend any time traveling at all in, like, Canada. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's just, right? Yeah, that's like, I mean, I think there's a lot to see, but we just don't have the, the transportation. It's not a
1: habit. For yes, yes, exactly. It's not a transportation.
0: There's no transportation. There's no um, there's no big enough clusters outside your main cities for it to be lively, right? Whereas I think exactly. China... They can literally become their own economy right just because they exactly
1: stop. exactly exactly and if you understand that the economy is a flow of money essentially it's a movement of money you realize that the chinese economy is very very strong they have that kind of internal movement of money and they have a huge reserves um, they have a decently reputable currency so i think it is, it is where it is the the only challenge between Chinese dominance is really the ideology. I think most people cannot subscribe to that ideology yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure whether it will ever happen. But economically, if you objectively look at this economy, it is very strong. It runs trade surplus against other three economies, the three major economies, the EU, the US, Japan. Everyone buys from China. Yeah. Uh, and locally, they're consuming very strong. So you don't want to miss out on, on China. You know, I think, I think that, is, that is where I see it. Yeah, and yeah. when I was there I, I take the high speed rail all the time people people take the train and in, in three hours you get into another state right so and so much more in, in that area people speak a different dialect the food culture is different so I think that's why local local traveling is so interesting in China and I think you should do that
0: no I was I was just gonna say like um, we, I was supposed to go to China uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was literally like what happened? It was a, so I was supposed to go the third week of February. Uh-huh. And of course I got I can't like the week before <laughs> or two weeks yeah. before, like all the airlines started canceling all their flights. Yes. Uh, so that didn't work out. But I do have the Air Asia pass, so I can't go as many times as I want.
1: Air Asia pass. It's okay. Uh I hope they do another one and I'll get that. Ah, But yes.
0: yes. Actually, um, speaking about AirAsia um, and I guess airlines as a whole, uh, what are your thoughts about that?
1: AirAsia, okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of airlines. Uh, I don't own any airlines. Uh, I do own Boeing. Ah, But yes, I don't own any airlines uh, because it is a capital-intensive business. You've Mm got to own airline you gotta lease the you gotta lease the whole infrastructure, yeah, to even start uh, making money,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: So, um, and it's a it's a heavily depreciating asset, right? It, it depreciates pretty fast because the, air, the the planes are used crazily, right? They are they're really really used, so which is why a lot of the budget airlines they they are so interesting as a business because when they, they started out as using flights from uh, using planes that the big boys don't want anymore. Right. So the big, the big boys, the big airlines, they have, they have plowed through their 320, they have plowed through their 737 and you know, they want to upgrade, they want to get new planes and all these old planes are just sitting around and you know the budget people came in and they buy it up, they they suss it up, whatever they can, and they sell to price sensitive consumers like us. You know, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of that's kind of their business. But exactly because that's their business, price sensitive customers, there is limited loyalty in in yeah. this business, right? Um, AirAsia is a little different in terms of Malaysia because if you go to KLLA 2 it's like everyone is using AirAsia. It's like AirAsia has like a its own hub. Right, mm-hmm. as if like the whole IA two is built for AirAsia.
0: That's what every yeah. That's what I think every time I go is like, I wonder how much of this like AirAsia is, like owns.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think AirAsia owns quite owns scale IA two a par, a good part of it. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure. I didn't study the company specifically AirAsia. Uh, maybe I should and get back to you. But uh, given what I understand about the airline business, I'm not a fan of the airline business. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Because capital intensive, price sensitive, um, limited loyal, customer loyalty, and it is, a, it is an arms race, right? Everyone is trying to be cheaper, cheaper, or like, if you do this, I'll do that. And it's always matching. It's always matching. Uh, no one really gets to, you know, run out of it, in my view. Right? So, yeah, I don't like the business in general.
0: Okay, but yeah. um, you mentioned Boeing. <laughs>
1: Boeing is different. Okay, so <laughs>
0: it's like oh, you for know, those who don't know Boeing, like why 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 do we start there?
1: Okay, so Boeing is a airline manufacturer, right? Essentially, essentially that's what they do, but they they do more than that. We'll go there in a while. Okay, but let me share with you why why why. Although I don't own airlines, I own Boeing. So it's like how everywhere there are like bubble tea shops, right? It's like in Malaysia, in Subang, is like tons of bubble tea shops. Yeah. And people tell me it's like, hey, let's open another bubble tea shops. And my head I was like, can can we do something that the bubble tea shops need, right? So Boeing is like the company that sells the bubble tea machine, right? So they okay. got a dom- they got a dominance in the bubble tea machine of the the airspace, right? So it's like why I buy Visa, why I buy Mastercard, like. I think these companies they they have a dominance in the market right so when you look at Boeing they have that same technological dominance and the kind of uh, it's a duopoly essentially right between Airbus and, and Boeing and uh, I think the Trump administration just hiked the tariff for Airbus you know uh, and the French government is getting a little jittery so it will continue to be a duopoly right if why, why do I say so? It will continue. Why do I think it will continue to be a duopoly? Okay, so there, when you look at Boeing, there are three points. The first thing you need to understand their business. Number two, you need to understand that they will never fail. Number three, you need to understand that they will be a duopoly for a really long time. All right. So we talk about the duopoly first because when you look at building an airline company, you got a there is no second. You know, there's there's not much references, but when you look at the automobile industry the only ginormous new competitor is Tesla after yeah. so long, after so damn long, there is only one new guy and they are struggling in terms of establishing themselves for the past few years, uh, yeah. whether or not they have finished their struggle. That is a big question. mark. Okay, I'm not in Tesla. I don't like, I don't like Elon Musk. I don't like <laughs> the way he, I don't like the way he overpromises and always under deliver. Uh, but of course, some people say he's a visionary, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Whatever. So that is another story. So, I look at that as a parallel to the to the airline, you know, manufacturers. Yeah. For a long time, there, are, there is no new player and it will take a long time, even if there is a new player. All right. So time is extremely important in the fact of investing, because if you see a new player coming in and you have that time, you know how to readjust your portfolio. The, the challenge for the past two weeks is that it is just like that, right? So it's like, what the fuck's going on, right? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So... So I think that, that is that is where it is. So time is an important factor. I don't think there will anything will happen to the industry in a short period of time. In the next five to ten years, there should not be any new competitor other than from China, right? Um, why do I think Boeing will not go bust? Because it is like like what recently people are saying is like the AIA, you know, of the financial world. Right. They they have but a whole chain. It's like
0: AIA going bust.
1: It, uh pre- precisely right but when you look yes, at it I know that. <laughs> so what when when you when you look at it uh when you look at it it's like it because it has such a long uh manufacturing line it's buys from Rolls Royce it buys from General Electric it buys from so many other people it, it is essentially it is the manufacturing superstar of the US it's the last or maybe one of the last manufacturing superstar of the US yeah. At least the legacy superstars. Of course, you're you're seeing new guys coming into play. I'm not big in the manufacturing space, but uh, Boeing, if they go bust, a lot of shit's gonna happen. So the U.S. government is definitely gonna come in and save this. So I don't think I don't think they're gonna fall, but never have I expected that they will come down from 300 over dollars to like under 100. All right. So at this point in time. Uh, risk-reward tells me that it's a pretty good buy, I feel. Right. I don't know whether you want to buy it, but that is that is where I stand.
0: Yeah, because uh, I know, like, I think the biggest thing there is they just have way too much debt. And because yes. all the airlines can't, you know, can't pay either um, for their products or for Boeing's products, then, you know, they have no yes. revenue coming in either, right?
1: Yes, yes. And uh, you, you realize that, in the Boeing's business, 60% is commercial flights, right? So I think that's why it is so painful because 60% of the revenue is not coming in and they have a load of debt because, once again, they're in the manufacturing space. They have to take up a lot of debt to to build this whole channel, right? Uh, and yes, all these airlines are not, not functioning, so shit's happening. They will struggle for the next six months, okay? Let's just say six months. Um but Boeing has the other 40% in uh, defense and in services, right? So when you look at Boeing, I just find it hard for the US government to say, OK, we're going to let Boeing fall, right? So based on that and based on the business of defense, based on the business of because the defense business, it's a highly secretive business. It doesn't switch hands easily. Right, mm-hmm. uh, Lockheed Martin, you know, Boeing, few boys. And there is a reason why the defense business is always that few people because it is just so much sensitive data around there. It, you, you cannot trust a new boy. It's not so easy. Yeah. Right. So essentially there is a foothold in, in their business, which is the defense contracts. And there is another foothold in the business, which is services. As long as people still use Boeing, the services will grow. And services are growing, I think, 20% year on year. So that is where it is. I think there's the growth engine is in services, uh, but that being said, it is not gonna. The commercial flights are getting are definitely gonna get hit, but I don't think it will it will go down. But it is a it is a difficult trade. Um, do what you need to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like I'm a Boeing ambassador. Well, I have, a very, <laughs> I have a very long uh, conviction for them, but yes, at, at three hundred dollars, I think it's a it's an okay buy. At, at $90, I think it's like, wow, just buy it. And th- that, <laughs> that, that is kind of where, where I see it.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yes, risky yeah, trade, no. risky
1: trade. Guys, risky trade, okay? Yes.
0: Yeah, you're definitely, you definitely need some conviction of like, you know, knowing that the US or believe that the US will like, give them a, you know, a decent option to keep afloat, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: Um, so, not something not something for us to discuss as to whether or not they will happen. Not in this one, anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Um. Cool. So for those who are watching, uh, we have oh, well, we have about ten people live, which is pretty cool. Um,
1: oh really? Hi.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, let us know if there's anything else you would like us uh, to talk about, or you know Reggie particularly because he's definitely doing a lot more of these you know day to day research things. Um, so, you know, he's definitely open to, to talking more about this and we might have him come on more often if he's, or if I guess, Reggie, are you, are you still having a good time here or?
1: Yeah, I'm having, fun. I'm having fun. I just need to use yeah. the washroom. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a minute. I'll be back. Okay. I'll
0: be back. <laughs> so we're going to actually, um, go into the second podcast that we had scheduled today, um, okay. that you actually had put up, uh, and this was supposed to, like your most popular episode
1: right one Um, of the most popular episodes one of the most popular
0: so uh, it's actually titled smart saving strategies uh that people can have in singapore but i think after listening to it myself there's definitely a lot of things people in malaysia can also take advantage of so why don't we actually switch to that and allow you to um use the washroom
1: okay all right be right back see you guys I hope you learned something useful today And yeah, these are some snippets from our life, Our Facebook live during this lockdown period When we're all stuck at home So, if you enjoy, please go to our live Our, our Facebook live page Which is the TFC page The Financial Coconut To continue to catch us live every day and if you enjoy this you learn something I hope you can share with your friends people you love and do share with us what companies are within your radar but of course remember this is for entertainment only right we are enthusiasts we are not professionals and we're just sharing our thoughts and if you want to support the channel you want to keep us growing please go to ko-fi.com slash thefinancialcoconut to support us all links are in the description below so stay healthy I hope that this COVID-19 thing is uh, over soon. I will see you around. Take care, guys.